don't know about you, but have you ever been slightly embarrassed because of someone giving you a gift? You find out when you open it and you don't have the foggiest idea what it is. If you have children, you know what this is and kind of what this means, right? I was given the lovely gift and they told me it was bowls. Think something's missing to have bowls, right? But what lovely bowls sit upon my desk and I just put random thing, I don't know. But these are some of the gifts. And then I have artwork where, where Lily has taken time and painted this lovely straight up and down line. And she's like, guess what it is, mom? And I have no idea. She goes, well, this is dad, and this one's you, and this one's me, and this one's Addie, and this is the dog, and this is God, and it's beautiful, honey. But if I were to begin to guess about what this is, I would have no idea, and I'm sure I would break her heart. It looks like straight lines to me, honey. Thank you. But what about some of the gifts you've received and, and the giver is very excited and, and you go to unwrap the box and, and you look and you're like, is this a scarf or a bread napkin? Are those earrings or fishing lures? I just don't know, to be honest, you know? And so the person that is looking at you is like, do you, do you like it? And finally, you had the courtesy to say something and said, oh, how could you have known? Thank you so much. I really could use a tire pressure gauge only to find out a tire gauge. That's a meat thermometer. <laughs> There's something of the same uncertainty and perplexity, but a much deeper sense about Pentecost. You heard the story the leaders of the early church all were gathered in one place when suddenly there was this sound of a rushing wind like a tornado and, and the tongues of fire appeared resting on their heads and they began to speak the gospel, the message of Christ in every language there. Here on Pentecost, in dramatic fashion, something has been given to the church, a gift from God. But when we open it up, what exactly is this gift? What is it for? You see, the gift of Pentecost, of course, is the Holy Spirit, right? On Pentecost, God gave the church the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and to be part of the church is to say, we have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. But when you take the wrapping paper off, what exactly is the gift? Is it a donut or a bowl, a tire gauge or a meat thermometer? Some people are fascinated by the drama that is in this story. And, and to be honest, it's one of my favorite passages because of the drama in the text. The power of the wind moving like a freight train through the congregation. Tongues of fire resting on people's head. And of course, the ah, I know what the gift is. The gift of Pentecost is a gift of energy and excitement in the church. Pentecost is a way of shaking the church up, blowing the cobwebs off the sanctuary, allowing electricity and excitement to energize the church. 
If you've ever been in the line of fire coming in the door from the office to where Main Street at the park is, you are seeing a rush of energy. I have seen kids run from the front door all the way to the check-in station and once they're checked in, they continue running. I've heard excitement and enthusiasm along those hallways as the kids are singing songs of praise to God and yes, even moments having a frozen tater tot fight and I'm sure the gospel is preached at some point and I'm not saying we need to have a frozen tater tot fight in church but it might be exciting, right? I mean, I'm sure there's a lesson in there but it's the gift, if this is the gift of God then God knows we need it some energy and excitement in the church. I'll never forget when I was at Candler, I was taking a summer class and I was still connected to the office of worship and Pentecost had been on Sunday. So that following Wednesday during our church chapel time at, at Candler at seminary, we were experimenting with the story of Pentecost. The preacher for the week had, had told us several weeks before, it's like, we're gonna do something big. And so the service had kind of progressed and to be honest, it was a little on the boring side and you're like, yeah, I know what that's like right now, but it's different. It's different. Um, so they, it, during the service, during the time when the, the scripture was being read, when the blowing of the wind, it was perfect cue for someone to press the, the button and, and the sound of a hurricane wind filled the space loudly. And those that were kind of bored already were, were immediately eyes perked up and listening with eager anticipation. The minister continued reading in the story where the tongues of fire landed on people's head and there were people staged all throughout the congregation that they had picked up these red flashy palms and were holding them above their head. When the minister got to the part about the apostles speaking in other languages, we were at a college town, university in Atlanta, and people from Europe, Asia, Africa, they all stood up and began to speak in their native tongues. At this point, people were looking over the balcony and all wondering what is to be next. The minister finishes reading the passage and the choir leads us in a gentle rendition of breathe on me, breath of God. Fill me with life anew. And so the congregation kind of settled back or so they thought until someone rudely laughed and, and at the congregation and said, they must be drunk on new wine. Now far from being bored, people were beside themselves with excitement. And when we left worship that day, someone turned to me and said, now that was church. Well, maybe so. If it's energy and excitement that, that we get as a gift of Pentecost, God knows that we need it. God knows that we need it. I mean, I understand there's something weighty and hefty in the life of the church. I mean, if we're not talking about the stewardship program and how to balance the budget in these times and the roof that is gonna be built and settling an argument about what should be in worship, then when we aren't bound up in all these little disputes, we're trying to face staggering problems in the war like poverty and, and war and, and human sexuality and it begins to weigh us down. Wouldn't it be nice to be lifted up and to have life powerful wind of Pentecost with energy and excitement. Maybe that is the gift of Pentecost. 
But have you ever noticed where the story of Pentecost is positioned in the book of Acts? Just doing a little research on your own is sandwiched between two other stories. I mean, most of the stories in the Bible are. On one side of the story is a, a selection of the apostle to take the place of Judas. And on the other side of the story is about the early church breaking bread and attending to the teachings of the apostles and trying to take care of the poor among their midst. In other words, the story of Pentecost is positioned right between the election of officers and struggling over programs of Christian education, worship, and service. Right between institution and mission and whatever it is that we are given on Pentecost, it doesn't lift us out and up over these earthly realities but it drives us more deeply in. So some people have suggested that maybe the gift we receive on Pentecost today is the gift of power. After all, Jesus did say to his disciples, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you shall receive power. And if it's the power that we're to receive, then God knows we need that too. There used to be a time, you know, when the church had a certain kind of clout in the world, when it was viewed with respect and maybe even prestige. But gradually it's being pushed to the margins. As one parent said, there was once a time when the school wouldn't dream of having soccer practice on Sunday mornings. But that's gone now. So maybe, just maybe, the gift of Pentecost we get is the gift of power, and God knows we need it. But now wait. Pentecost may give us power, but it's not ordinary power, not like the clout in the world's power. If there's power at Pentecost, it's more like the power of Jesus because it looks like weakness and vulnerability. Did you notice what the world did when the church manifested its Pentecostal power? They poked each other in the ribs and said, I don't know about you, but they look like they're drunk to me. That's a bit of strange power. No, when it's all said and done, the gift that we get at Pentecost is not this superficial energy and excitement and injection of artificial adrenaline. And it's not the kind of power that the world thinks of as power. The gift that we get at Pentecost is one gift that we most desperately need and the world needs Strangely enough, the gift that we get at Pentecost is the gift of something to say. A word to speak in the brokenness and tragedy of the world that is unlike any other word. Did you notice what happened to the church when the Spirit was given? It stood up and it spoke. It moved from silence to language. It talked and the whole world heard the good news in its own language. As the prophet Joel said, in the latter days, I will pour out my spirit on all of humanity and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. 
Your sons and your daughters will have a word to speak that life is stronger than death, that hope is deeper than despair, that every tear will be dried, and that is the power of Christ's resurrection. Death and pain will be no more. The word is our gift to speak. Now, I don't have many gifts of speaking in other languages, and the languages I do speak are dead languages, and no one speaks them. But I have a story to tell. I have a language that reaches out to the hearts of other people. I know what it's like to deal with anxiety and to be on the parenting side of that and wonder if my child will succeed. I know what it's like to be on the spouse side wondering if they will live or die. I know what it's like to struggle with parents and their future and their health and wonder what their life is gonna look like. That's a story that people need to hear because I know through the power of God, through the energy that God has given to me that I can endure, that the strength of God will enable me to continue to stand and continue to speak and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ even in my darkest times of despair and hurt. That's my language. What's your language? What's your story to tell? You see, the greatest gift we receive at Pentecost is the gift that God has given to us, the faith that we have and the ability to share. I remember telling and teaching PPEC to year-olds and three-year-olds the story of Pentecost. It's quite entertaining, especially when you have to make it practical for them. Because you see, we all have tongues, right? And I make them hold their tongue. One, it keeps them from talking. <laughs> but two, it's practical because they know they have one and they need one to talk. And then I talk to them about all the stories and the memories they have of their dogs, of fishing trips, of swimming, of dance recitals, of baseball games, of vacations with their family, and how exciting that is to talk about. And I tell them that just as exciting as that is to talk about, it's even more exciting to talk about what God is doing in their life. And so I make them hold their tongue and I make them say, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. And because Jesus loves you, the Spirit of God is within you. A fire is lit that your tongue would proclaim the glory of God, that you would share your story, 
that you would speak with excitement, that your faith would be shared with the world and that is the gift of Pentecost. The beautiful thing is that we can't be misunderstood because it's our story and when we share our story, we share what God is doing in our story. The beautiful thing is, is it can happen to each and every one of us. And we can all proclaim the love of God. That God's spirit could come into our congregation and give us a word to speak that the word so desperately needs to hear. Today is the day of Pentecost. Today is the day that we all can open the gift that God has given us and proclaim it to the world. What is your story? What is your language that you're gonna tell? Who are you gonna step out in faith and open a gift that others could experience? Do so with energy, do so with God's power, but open it with the gift of the Holy Spirit within you. And let God fill you to overflowing. You see, Pentecost is exciting. Pentecost is a movement. People in the world need to hear. They're ready to hear. Will you share your faith with them? Let's go to God in prayer. Oh God, our creator, the earth has many languages but your gospel proclaims your love to all nations in one heavenly tongue. Make us messengers of this good news. Give us the gift of the Holy Spirit so that when we speak to our children and to those we love, and when we speak to our neighbors and to all the world, we will have something to say that brings hope that brings faith, that brings your spirit in their lives. Oh God of us all, fill us with that fire. Light our tongues ablaze for you that we can't help but speak your love, your grace, your spirit in this place. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.